Hey, this is Ark Erkins with Fairfield County, Connecticut Postal Customer Council, and welcome to Postal Biz Buzz. Well, as you know, we're in the middle of this pandemic that's going on. It's uh, April 24th, and rather than get some guests and have them come to our location or come to us or call in or whatever, we decided we'd have a little fun with this. Uh, so today's topic is going to be postal-themed songs. Songs that either deal with the mail, the post office, the mailman, whatever. Um, you know, we're going we're gonna to see what's out there. And rather than a guest today, we have our engineer, Lisa Landone, who is a member of the U.S. Postal Service. And she's going to offer her top five, and then I'm going to offer my, my top five, and we'll see where it goes. So welcome aboard, Lisa. How are you doing today? Hey, Art. I'm doing great. <laughs> hey, it's finally good to hear you on this side of the, uh, you know, the recording. So... Uh, welcome aboard, and I know you were a former, well, you're always a musician. Once a musician, always a musician. So I'm sure you're going to bring something to this. And, you know, a- any thoughts about it? Anything you want to get right into it? Or you want to talk a little bit about, you know, the the, the postal um, theme songs that we're, we're going to talk about? Yeah, well, you know what? It, it's great. You know, the music is definitely one of my all-time top subjects. Um and so I had a really great time, you know, thinking about the songs and picking them out and listening to them. But I thought, let's start out with what makes a song great? Um, you're not really thinking about it when you're listening to a song because it just hits you, it gets you, it grabs you. That's because it's, it's got great intro, you know, the music, it's got musical hooks, it's got lyrical hooks, those lines and, you know, whether they're instrumental or vocal, uh, or lyrical that just grab you and pull you in, that you like to sing, that you hear over and over in your head. Mm-hmm. But one other thing, you know, that we don't think about too much is that it's usually something very relatable. You can relate right. to the topic or right. how the person is feeling about the topic. Right. And so there are so many songs written about the post officer that mention the post officer, the importance of letters, you know, the, the importance that the, the postman, mm-hmm. usually it's a postman, back then they wrote a lot about that. Hint, hint. Hint, hint. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But, you know, how, how important it is to go to the mailbox and get that letter. And we'll, we'll be talking all about that later. But relatable, because it relates to all of us, because the post office serves everyone. And letters and the postal service are in everyone's life. So in thinking about the songs, I, you know, that really hit me. Not that it doesn't always hit me, you know, Mm -hmm. working for the post office, I understand that. But uh, it certainly was a lot of fun picking them out. And and the ones I chose are, except for one, are all pretty obvious this time, because I think we're going to do maybe a couple of episodes based on this thing. Well, you know, it's funny. This morning I was on a conference call. It was a, a, a Zoom conference call because... Uh, I'm one of the essential people here, but many of my coworkers are called in from their home. And I said what we were going to discuss today, and boy, you know, I said, give me some of your songs. And they looked at me with blank stares. And, you know, I, we got one or two uh, gave a stab at it and came up with a song, but I was surprised. And I think once you hear what we picked, you know, you're, you're going to realize that, yeah, these, these songs are not only good songs and they talk about the postal service or have a, a postal theme, but they've been around for a while, and they're really ingrained in much of America's conscience. So um, I, w- I also had this idea years ago, back, I think it was around, oh, 2000, 2001, I had a, a conference at Sacred Heart University for the Association of College and University Mail Services, 
the acronym is ACOMS. And I hosted this conference, and at the cocktail hour, we played nothing but postal songs. So I've been toying with this idea for a long time, and it was just a neat thing. And once you look into it, you'll see just how many songs are out there that, that deal with the Postal Service. So with that long, very long intro, uh, Lisa, why don't, why don't you start? Okay, sure. Um, and yeah, by the way, Art, you know, when I was looking up, you know, all the different um, songs on postal topics or that mentioned the post office, I was amazed at all the ones I knew, but the ones I didn't know right. and how far back in time they go mm-hmm. um, and, and, and cross genres. Right. So um, I'm going to start out with probably one of the most obvious mm-hmm. songs that anyone would pick, which is Please, Mr. Postman. Please, Mr. Postman. Yeah. Okay. Please, That's Mr. been done Postman. by several people, I believe. Oh, gosh, yeah. But as you know, we probably know it best by uh, the Marvelettes. You did it in 1961, and it went to number one for them. Hmm. Um, and, and what a lot of people don't realize, and I believe it was this one, uh, that Marvin Gaye played the drums on that song. Oh, really? Yeah, he played, wow. the, he played the drums on that song, and, um, and it was uh, number one by the Marvelettes. Mm-hmm. And then in 1963, the Beatles uh, changed it up. Mm-hmm. Greatest rock band in history, right? Yeah. But didn't change uh, the style of it or do anything crazy with it because a good song is a good song. Mm-hmm. And they went to, uh, I, I actually had a little problem finding what, you know, what position on the charts they went to, but it was not number one, and I was surprised to see that. Yeah, you, you would know? think that because everybody's Everything heard they the... touched, yeah, you know? Yeah, everybody's heard the Beatles version as well. Exactly. Right. But then who brought it back up to number one in 1975 was the... Oh, I kind of know. Come on. Is it the Carpenters? It's the Carpenters. <laughs> so it seems like this song likes the girls, right? Because yeah. Karen Carpenter's yeah. singing in the Marvelettes. Yeah. Maybe it's just a little too girly for the Beatles to say, wait a minute, Mr. Postman, can I have my letter? You know. <laughs> but interestingly enough, um, you know, I, in reference to you know, all the postal references in there, obviously, the title of the song and everything... Just the fact that she's saying, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Mm-hmm. You know, back then in 1961, I don't, I don't know, were there any female letter carriers? Uh, possibly not. I don't know that for sure, but mm-hmm. I know that um, mostly your, your delivery person was a man. Yep. And so, you know, she's saying, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. She's asking him to stop. Right. He stop his delivery. Stop walking. Stop with your satchel. Take a look in there. Is my letter in there? You know, the anticipation of going to the mailbox and getting that letter from someone that's so important to you. And I always picture, like, you know, a bunch of little teeny boppers running out of their house, <laughs> stopping the letter carrier, and what a, what a kick he might have gotten out of that, you know? Right. You, know you know what's funny? As an adult, I, I couldn't tell you my postman now, obviously because I'm at work and everything, but as a, a child, as a, as, as a little, little boy growing up, I knew the postman because yeah. the postman came every single day. You knew him by name. That's right. They were often very friendly and spent a little time, you know, wa- talking to you while they were on their route. And I could name you probably every postman I had up until I was, you know, a teenager when then, you know, <laughs> you go a whole you different start, direction. Yeah. But. Exactly. But, you know, it's funny that you should say that. We do a lot of tours, you know, of the postal facilities with little kids in mm-hmm. there. They're in awe of, mm-hmm. the, of the letter carrier. They're in right. awe of the postal truck and, and the letters and how they can drop it in the box, you know, something, mm-hmm. and, and it'll get to their mom, you know, in a day or two. But during this time, you know, when, the Mar- when they wrote this song and the Marvelettes recorded it, um, think about it. I mean, there was only three ways, top ways, you really communicate with someone. Either mm-hmm. you see them in person, you call them on the phone, mm-hmm. or you write them a letter. There's no internet then. There's no electronic communication. 
So if you're waiting for that letter, imagine the anticipation. Um, and so in this song captures that so well, you know, especially at the beginning, you just wait. Whoa, yeah, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. It catches you. That's that musical, lyrical hook that happens right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And you, you can just see it. Yep. You know, you see him out there at the mailbox. It's kind of like the anticipation you imagine that it's going through our canine friends' brains every uh, yeah. day when, <laughs> when they know the mailman's coming uh, or the yep. postman's coming. And they can smell him coming. Or Isn't that the funniest away. thing to see, though? Like when you see the dogs running out to greet the postman yeah. or to bark at the postman. Or to bark but, at him, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, you know, that old, um, that old uh, you know, saying that the dogs, you know, love to get those letter carriers that is true <laughs> you got to be careful of the dogs you know yeah. keep them in, keep them inside when the postman's coming um but anyway um each version you know of this song was was fantastic um and it and it you know it was it was pop it was r&b you know it was a little bit of soul um and anyway you know you just can't stop singing it once it's in your head right. And it doesn't matter which version. It's, it doesn't it's, matter. It's a great song. It's just a great song. Awesome. So why don't we jump over to my, uh, my pick then, Let's one of it. my picks. Um, and these are in no particular order. Well, maybe they're in order. But uh, uh, I went a different route. I, went, you know, I'm a, a, I, I grew up in that era where punk rock was uh, just getting out. And, boy, one of the punk rock Me too, anth- Art. <laughs> one of the punk rock <laughs> anthems... Um, is stealing people's mail by the dead kennedys now i'm not a fan of the name the name uh they, they received a lot of controversy when they they named that their band um that and it was explained that the name it wasn't meant to insult the family name but it was to bring attention to the end of the american dream and yeah you could take that for what it's worth uh, it, it seems plausible because let's let's face it um you know the American dream to the youth of the late 70s, early 80s, it, it seemed like it was it was dying. So punk rock is an angry, yeah. expressive form yep. of music. And I think, um, you know, you could love the name, hate the name, but I think the explanation of, you know, of the name is plausible to me. Now, Stealing People's Mail, it was released in 1980 from the album Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables. And the album reached number 33 in the UK charts. Um, The song, it it, kind of deals with the youth. Like, hey, what do you want to do? They're bored. They have nothing to do. And like many punks, they decide to, uh, you know, entertain themselves. And the way they decided to entertain themselves was by stealing people's mail. That song speaks to me as, you know, that was a time I was growing up and, you know, although I don't condone it, I certainly think, you know, it's it's a good song. It's a jamming, rocking song. It's a jamming song. You know, and back then, you know, you're talking about, um, just to say a little bit about punk rock, you know, the punk rock of the British bands was a lot more angry. There was a lot of social, you know, disruption there. Mm-hmm. And the punk rock in the United States was mostly like, really fun pop songs played very fast mm-hmm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what you talk about is, you know, is something very important there. They made a statement by saying, we're stealing people's mail, mm-hmm. right? And because the sanctity of the mail is so vitally important, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, you, you mentioned the postal inspectors and here in the U.S., you know, mm-hmm. we really do protect that mail. We take it very, very seriously and do everything we can to make sure that the mail gets into the right hands, you know, where it's supposed to go. 
So I see it from that perspective, you know, mm -hmm. the mail is so important, you know, they made a social statement this way, mm -hmm. you know, and coming from the postal side, I know, you know, the steps we take to make sure we protect that mail. Right. And knowing how much you like punk rock, um, I wish there was a way we could segue into the Ramones. But, uh, <laughs> but I don't think they have too many postal they songs. So. They did have one because you know it would be in with my <laughs> I, list. I know it would yep. be. So that, that's my uh, number five song. Why don't we jump back to you? What do you have next? Yeah, all right. So I've got Sign Sealed Delivered. Oh, right? one now, of my favorites. That's a good one, isn't yeah, it? Awesome. Yep. So now, Sign Sealed Delivered um, was a song that Stevie Wonder released as a single in 1970. Mm -hmm. And what a lot of people don't realize is that I think it was his mother uh, who actually wrote the lyric in the verse there when she was listening to him, you know, playing the melody, mm -hmm. which I thought was really cool. But even though this song, it, what I found out when I did a little bit more research, we always think of it as a postal kind of theme in there, sign sealed because it's delivered and it's sealed and it's signed, right? right? Mm -hmm. But um, in this case, sign sealed delivered goes back to a reference that was made, you know, way back in old, old, old times mm -hmm. when people, you know, would, you know, back in the ancient times, sign the letter, you know, they'd put that wax seal on it, mm -hmm. and then someone would deliver it, you know, whether right. it was, you know, a soldier or someone or, or a marathon on, runner. Or a marathon <laughs> runner, right? Mm -hmm. And back before they had those wax seals that they would put on the letters, mm -hmm. they would actually use teeth marks. Hmm. They would bite the letter right. and leave a tooth impression to wow. prove that it's them. Yeah. But, the, but the thing that I like about it, you know, in terms of how it relates to the post office is that, you know, this is, this is sure, you can be confident it's signed, sealed, and delivered. And that's mm -hmm. what we do. We deliver. You know, and I think that, that that reference, you know, is always going to be related back to the post office. Um, so Stevie Wonder had that big hit with it in 1970. Mm -hmm. And then here comes Peter Frampton, you yep. know, in 1977. And Peter Frampton was my very first rock concert <laughs> at the wow. New Haven Coliseum. Love it. And uh, it was in support of that album, I'm In You. And yes, I'm on, In You. And on that album was signed, sealed, delivered. So... I admit, I, I didn't know the Stevie Wonder version when I was a, a, a little, a, a young boy, but uh, my first introduction to it was Peter Frampton's I'm In You album. But of course, now that I'm older, I love the Stevie Wonder yeah. version. It's just yeah. incredible. It really is. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and Peter Frampton was such the rage when that, yeah. when, they, when that came out. It was like at the height of his career. But Stevie, as a musician, I remember I had to learn kind of both versions mm -hmm. and playing bass, right. right? I will tell you the bass line in Sign <laughs> Seal Delivered by Stevie Wonder is yeah. a lot tougher yeah. than the nice simplistic version that Peter Frampton, uh, you know, came up with later on. Yeah. But each one of them had um, different, you know, kind of different musical hooks in there, you know, uh, and, uh, and, and Peter Frampton used, you know, some horns in his and he mm -hmm. had like a little, uh, you know, he had a ding, 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 ding. Right. Think, you know, in the verses, you know, in, on the guitar, you know, so they, they, as people always do, add their own spin, but both of them did a fantastic, fantastic job. Boy, and it. something that came up in preparation for, for today's podcast, um, the other day going through Facebook, um, I came across something from the New Zealand Army Band. Yeah. And it's NZ Band, and I ended up retweeting it because it was so awesome. They're all isolated they had a zoom meeting i guess or a zoom band session and you want to tell there must have been 12 people there with horns and drums and guitar and singers and 
they did sign sealed delivered wow. and if you go on facebook and search for nz band sign sealed delivered uh, you won't be disappointed it's absolutely uh breathtaking Jeez, the way they should, did it yeah maybe we should put a link for that on the uh yeah, absolutely. And, and if that, people that want to follow me on Twitter, Pickle, Pickleman47, <laughs> I did put the link there. Yeah. So, um, and you could go right to it. And boy, what an, boy, you, you know, in this isolation time and the time where people are home and, you know, being isolated, to see these people have so much fun singing and performing, signed, sealed, delivered in their own living rooms or basements, wherever they're at. Just incredible, and I just thought, wow, how neat is that? Because I knew you were going to select Sign Sealed Delivered, and if you didn't, I was <laughs> You gonna, were going to do yeah, it, of uh, course. Absolutely. Yeah, and isn't that cool? And, you know, and how music does bring us all together, you know? Mm-hmm. Sort of like the post office right. keeps us connected, right? right? So does music. Well, moving on to my next song, I kind of went, we're going from punk rock to country, and... Ooh. For my song, I chose Overnight Mail by George Strait. Now, the funny thing about um, this song, the mail is is spelled M-A-L-E, but the double meaning of the song throughout it, they talk about special delivery, I'm your mail, you know, I'm going to treat you first class. It's just the whole song is loaded with postal terms, and, and it's just one of those great uplifting country western songs again by George Strait and it's from the soundtrack Pure Country which was a movie released in 1992. The film also starred George Strait and the film was a failure but the album was Strait's most commercially successful album selling over six million copies Um, and it contained the number one hits Heartland and I Cross My Heart Overnight Mail charted at number 70, Not bad. Uh, 72, I'm sorry, and was originally recorded by a fella named B.B. Watson in 1991. But if you want a fun country western song, listen to George Strait's Overnight Mail. So there you have it. I went from punk rock to country western. Gosh, and, uh, I know that punk rock one, but I'm going to listen to that <laughs> yeah. country song. That's oh, a great song. Yeah. So. A lot of fun. Yep. Um, and this is great. Um, well, I guess we're, we're, we're valleying over to me. Yep. So I, all the songs I picked, you know, of my five were pretty upbeat, pop, and happy. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to throw one in there from a, an alternative rock sort of kind of punk band called the Lemonheads. Oh, okay. The Lemonheads. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they did a song uh, that really isn't that widely known unless you're a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's called Postcard. Mm-hmm. And basically, the song is about a guy who, um, he, he apparently was in a relationship with someone that he loved a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and maybe he didn't think he was the greatest guy back then, you know. Mm-hmm. So he writes this song to her saying that it would be great if they could keep in touch, if they could send postcards to each other, mm-hmm. you know. And throughout the song, and he's very, you know, he's very vulnerable there, but I thought his use of postcards instead of letters was interesting because you know postcards um you only get a little bit of space to write on them mm-hmm. right you can't write a couple of pages you gotta make it count you gotta make it count right. and also he wasn't asking very much of her you know he just said you know would it be okay if we just you know write postcards to each other mm-hmm. and how much that would mean to him if she did so i suggest listening to this song mm-hmm. you know it's a little bit melancholy but it's really cool and it ha- and as a matter of fact um it was uh it was uh, on the on the cover. It has of the of the single. 
or actually of the album, which is called Creator. That's the name of the Lemonheads album it's on. They have this Andy Warhol-ish looking guy with a, a box of Cheerios. I kind of like the album artwork, right. you know, on that one. But um, great song. Um, and we still get lots of postcards, you know, coming through the system with all kinds of things on it. Sometimes they're postcards, marketing postcards, you know, mm -hmm. with great artwork. Right. You know, sometimes, you know, it's just... Uh, just a person just writing a couple of scribbled lines, you know, saying, here's where I was, or here's where I am, or right. can't wait to see you, or I miss you, and, you know, um, and we try not to read them, you know, we really don't, but, <laughs> you know, but you can see, you know, that the handwriting, you're handwriting a postcard, mm -hmm. um, just like many times you're handwriting a letter, and, and gosh, Art, what value there is in getting something that someone touched and wrote and picked out and mm -hmm. thought about most likely you're going to keep that. Right. And it's, it's, it's like almost being able to, it's tangible, feeling and touching something, mm -hmm. you know, that someone else that cared about you or thought it was important enough to send you something mm -hmm. um, and to have it delivered by a human being. Well, this is, these are the kind of things that are just uh, so valuable. They can't ever go away. Oh, yeah. No, you, know? you look at, the, like, these days in our social media with the Facebook and the Twitter and the Instagram and Snapchat and, and everything else that have done the pike, the, 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 you know, we kind of lost something there with without having postcards anymore because you look you look back at our relatives and other family members and go through the scrapbooks and you'll see the postcards from when they they missed you or they were on vacation and encouraging encouraging you to come visit them and yeah postcards is about as american as apple pie that's I mean, true you know, this is so. true and yeah. in international too but also when you see the handwriting you recognize someone's handwriting like you recognize a face or mm -hmm. a voice right. you know and um it's so crucial that you know that we continue you know to to be personal with each other that way yeah. um but anyway, Postcard's a, a cool song by a cool band, mm -hmm. and uh, I encourage you to take a listen to that one. Okay, well, I thought I knew them all, but I hadn't yeah, heard that one, but I'll be, I'll be listening to that it, in the next couple days. It's very Oasis-ish. Oh, yeah. I thought, yeah. Oasis-ish. Yeah, Oasis I like that word. Say that. Okay, next on my list is uh, a song I'm sure you've all heard. It's by The Box Tops, and it's called The Letter. <laughs> and when I when I think of you know early rock and roll and just uh, you know grungy guitar and the guy's voice in that song you know my baby wrote me a letter you know just it doesn't get any more rock and roll than that and uh, the song was released in 1967 and it reached number one. Um, it was number 372 in Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Hits of All Time. The song is included in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. It's included in the Grammy Hall of Fame, and it's been recorded many times, but probably most famously by uh, Joe Cocker, his version in 1970 was exceptional. So again, uh, my baby wrote me a letter. <laughs> I mean, and there again, you know, we, and I talked about earlier about those musical and lyrical hooks and stuff like that in the mm -hmm. intros. Mm -hmm. Just that simple intro. Right? It just grabs you right away, right? Yeah. And then yeah. it builds with horns and all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. you know, but there again, the significance of the letter right. and the relationship. Yeah. You know, um, because life's all about relationships and, you know, the and, and the post office, you know, is delivering relationships all the time, personal ones, business ones, 
you know, that's our job, yeah. you know, keeping people connected and, and relating to each other like that. Right. And, you know, when I think back, my dad passed back um, 1985. It's been a while. But when I look back at my life, some of the, you know, some of the greatest possessions I still have are letters from my dad when yeah. I was in the service. You know, that's his handwriting. He took the time to write me and you could just feel the love, the pain, whatever was going on mm -hmm. in his life at that time. So again, the letter, I mean, in this case, it's a, a guy, you know, getting a letter from his girlfriend, but um, so powerful, very, you know, very powerful and, and yeah. a great song to great. boot. So let's yeah. jump back to you. Let's go back. What do you again. got? All right. So, um, all right. So I did one that, um, I'm not going to be ashamed of this. I did in your letter by REO Speedwagon. Hey, there's nothing wrong with hey, REO Speedwagon. I listen. I think they're my like sister's it, favorite band. I mean, she loved them growing up. Shout out to Art Sister. <laughs> I got one here for you. Yeah. So this was, uh, you know, on their High Fidelity album from mm -hmm. 1980. To me, it's very Neil Sadaka. You know, mm -hmm. uh, really re reminiscent of that. It has that 50s, 60s yeah, kind of wop sound, yeah. Oh, com completely. Yeah. It's got that sun-kissed 60s sound, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, but you know what's really cool? And I love when people do this in a song. Mm -hmm. When they take a topic that's really sad or really not good, and mm -hmm. they make it sound so fun, like, you know, this is like, you listen to this. Mm -hmm. And really, the whole time, the song is about how, you know, the it really what it's about is one of the band members came home from tour and his his wife had left him and just put a letter on the table mm -hmm. you know and that's it like she didn't and i read about that too uh, the guy that supplied him with yes, illegal substances. substances yeah he said i'm gonna miss that guy and he said i'm gonna miss that guy yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. so right that's yeah. that's your point exactly it's, this heartbreaking thing and he turns it turns into, it into hanging your letter yeah Right, and it's a you know it's a catchy it's tune. A it sold a ton it. of records, and you know. I hate listening to it because then I'm singing <laughs> it for the rest of the day, and people are looking at me funny. But uh, yeah, you know, so there again, not a letter delivered by the post office, though. Right. This is a letter that was just sitting on his table that was uh, delivered by his wife. But in the, nevertheless, we think about a letter. And mm -hmm. it's synonymous with postal service, right? Mm -hmm. So we put it in there. And I love the cover of the, of the 45. You know, it's just like a picture of REO Speedwagon coming out of an envelope. It's, right. you got to love that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And again, one of those catchy songs that, you know, like you say, you could uh, sing it all day coming around. It's a, what they call a, is it a brain worm? Is that the term, a brain worm, <laughs> when you just keep, you can't get it out of your head? Yeah. Well, back to me. Um, I went with a song, and I struggle with this one because I really love this song. I, this song, when I talked about being a young kid and running up to the mailbox every day, that was when this song was out, and this song was a monster hit, and I probably would have chosen this number one, except, you know, I, I, I think when I choose my number one, you're going to say, oh, yeah, duh, that's, that's the number one, but this, this was a great, great song. And it's Take a Letter, Maria by R.B. Greaves. Yeah. And that one, I like that I've, done, I've touched on punk, country, That's rock, and now we're talking soul and yeah. pop. You know, um, this song was recorded at Muscle, Muscle Shoals Sound oh, Studio yep. in August of 69. Uh, Muscle Shoals is, you know, boy, they were on, at the, the forefront of a lot of great music, but, you know, for me, they were there for the Southern Rock movement with the Allman Brothers and Wrecking Leonard Skinner and, and all that, but just a ton of 
uh, great music came out of Muscle Shoals. And uh, this song, it peaked at number two again in uh, 1969, Take a Letter Maria. And it's again, it's about a guy discovering that his wife was unfaithful. So he calls his secretary in and asks her to take a letter. And again, the sexism there, right? Take a letter, Maria. <laughs> right? But, you know, it's just an upbeat song, and it's yeah. got the horns, and it's got a, just a, almost like a calypso feel to it, music, where you just want to, you know, you want to start bopping and dancing to it. So Take a Letter, Maria by R.B. Graves. Um, really like that song again when it was number two i was a young kid and uh boy i, I remember having the 45 of that and spinning it on the yeah. the turntable all day it, you're just right it just song. makes you want to yeah. move you know when you hear it you know yeah. i remember that one too that yeah. that was a great one yeah. um well good pick art thanks There's some good picks there well let's go, go back go to wrong, you what, right? what do you got next on your is this your all right, number so this one is gonna be my last no you know I didn't put them in any particular order. Oh, okay. I just kind of... You just went just, with it. Yeah, okay. I just went with it. I think I threw the pile up in the air and let them fall, <laughs> fall on the table. Okay. Now, it, when you talk about joy, as soon as you hear like the first one second of this song, you're feeling joy, you're moving, you're dancing. I think most people mm-hmm. would agree with this. I picked Walking on Sunshine by oh. Katrina and the Waves, right? Great song. One of my all-time favorites. Well, it's just like, you know, how are you not happy when you're hearing this, right? But how does that deal with the, post, uh, with the postal thing? I knew thing? you were going to ask me that. Yeah, well, answer Dude, me. Well, <laughs> it's walking on sunshine. Okay, well, I, I'm going to admit one thing, one fact I, I could not verify. But someone told me that uh, the Katrina, mm-hmm. right, it's Katrina in the waves. Katrina Leskimich, I think her name is. Uh-huh. That she at one time had briefly worked for the Postal Service. But okay. that's not totally why I chose it. Because mm-hmm. you got to know that it's got that one couple of lines in there, right? Oh, okay. Every time I go for the mailbox, got to hold myself down. Gotcha, okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. So she's going for that mailbox, right? right? Now I'm picturing this girl like in the middle of a sunny day with all the birds flying all over and some big production behind her, you know, running <laughs> out for that mailbox and waiting for that mailbox I can't wait till you write me you're coming around right, right? right. and you know again you know there it is man going that mail moment that mm-hmm. we talk about we call it a mail moment now right. these were big time mail moments back then too because like I said there was really no other way to communicate right. you know back then but they should be just as big now because there's that tangible piece in that box. There's that message you're waiting for. Came from a person that you care about or someone that you care about. And certainly Katrina and the Waves, you know, bring that on big here. Oh, yeah. that. I mean, I rushed out and got that album as soon as it came out. It was just such a happy, feel-good oh. song. And I, in fact, it was a, a ringtone when I first got my cell phone. <laughs> I mean, every time someone called me, you would hear the beginning of that yeah. song. Uh, Great song, and I forgot about that line about Smart. every time, time I go, I go yeah. for the mailbox. Right, you know, she's right. walking on sunshine. Well, according to our rules, and there are no rules, but according to uh, you know that that's a postal theme, and that is. I got to give it to you. Good thank one. Thank you. Good, good. Thank you. Good pick. Okay. Well, we're gonna come up to my number one song, but before we do, don't forget this is Postal Biz Buzz, and we're presented by the Fairfield County, Connecticut Postal Customer Council. You can find out more information about us at www.pcc-ct.org. Or if you're interested in the national, you could go to usps.com, search for Postal Customer Council, and get more information. So 
I think it's been a fun episode oh, so far, sure. but let's see. I've been kind of dragging it out for my number one. Yeah, drum roll. And my number one, like I say, would have been Take a Letter Maria, but I just couldn't say no to the king. Thank Elvis, you very much. Elvis Presley returned to sender. And now we're back in the rock pop genre. Uh, Return to Sender was recorded in 1962, the year I was born, um, and it came back in vogue in 1993 when the U.S. Postal Service issued a commemorative postage stamp honoring Elvis on what would have been his 58th birthday. And what's funny, interesting to note about that little fact for you, is that fans mailed envelopes franked with first day issues of this stamp to fictitious addresses so that they would receive their letters back marked with the <laughs> words right. return to sender. Yeah. Now how, how yeah. cool Isn't is that? that? Cool? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome. And another interesting note um, that, that I found on my research was that the phrase return to sender was engraved on the coffin of a British comedian named Freddie Starr um, who was also an Elvis impersonator. So okay. his grave is marked Return to Sunder. Cool and when you that? think about how deep that yes, is, that's, yes. that's pretty... Oh, God, music reaches us like that, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, what I love is um, how when he says, uh, I send a special D. Yeah. For those who don't know what that is, <laughs> right? There used to be something called special delivery, right. Right? right? And those letters, you know, if you paid a little extra, you got special delivery, you know? Mm -hmm. It traveled by itself, and when it got to the post office, mm -hmm. we didn't wait for the carriers to go out on their route to do it. Right. They had a special, special delivery person, you know, within the office or come around and take those letters right out. Right. So it was real important to the king right. that that letter got there. And the funny thing about, you know, return to sender is, you know, we, we've all had heartbreak and we've all been turned down and this and that. But when the return to sender, the, the very fact that they had a little lover spat and that she took the time to say return to sender. I'm not even going to read it. Um, yeah. Like it. <laughs> How, how cold is that? It like, is. I mean, she's it's really... real. <laughs> but Art, again, yeah. don't, don't they make it sound like it's so much fun? Yeah. Hey, yeah. she yeah. doesn't even care enough about me to read my letter, but hey, return. <laughs> return to sender, <laughs> right? yep. And in the movie, you know, I can't, what movie was that? Does it say what movie he's saying that in? Cause no, I don't remember. I, I can't remember which one it was, but I remember watching it. Yeah. And, you know, he's sitting at a cafe table in some nightclub with his girlfriend, and all of a sudden they say, hey, uh, come on up and sing a song. Mm -hmm. You know, and he gets just gets right up. The band already knows the song yeah. and everything. And yeah. there's Elvis and, you know, swiveling his hips. Fantastic pick art. Mm -hmm. I love that song. Great. Yeah. Well, that concludes this week's episode of oh, Postal Biz Buzz. I'm sure we could come up with more, but I think we picked <laughs> 10 pretty popular songs. Yeah. I had some honorable mentions there. Let sure. me just read them real quick. There's a song called Postman by the Fabulous Thunderbirds. Which just, if you're into blues and that old blues guitar, oh, oh yeah, awesome song. Um, another one that just didn't make the cut but is pretty popular was Sealed with a Kiss by Bobby Vinton. Oh, sure. Where, you know, every day I'll write you a letter, Sealed with a Kiss. Um, I wanted to get one of my all-time favorites, Joe Walsh, in there. He has a song called Dear John. But it just wasn't Joe Walshy. you know. It wasn't enough... Joe, and it didn't deserve to replace any of the songs that are on the list. Um, of course, there's Love Letters in the Sand by mm -hmm. Pat Boone and Patsy Cline. Some great songs yes. there. Great, But just, you know, uh, if we had to pick it to keep it at 10, that's, that's where I wanted to keep it. And let's, let's, 
my my favorite uh, artist is probably Ian Hunter, and he has a song called Letter to Britannia, which it's not the U.S. Postal Service, but hey, there's letters all over the it's world, right. and great song. Couldn't make the cut, though, but still a great song. So this concludes this week's edition of Postal Biz Buzz, and I want to thank you for stepping out from behind the, the glass and coming out and Everybody gets to hear your voice and hear your fantastic singing voice. Oh, I don't know about that. Well, <laughs> and, thank uh, you, Art. Yeah, it was, it was great. I guess I, I'm going to go back behind the curtain like the Wizard of Oz now. <laughs> and we have some uh, upcoming episodes on Postal Biz Buzz that are, that are going to get back to our regular format. But uh, we thought this would be a nice little experiment to, to you know, make you laugh maybe a little bit or reminisce while, you're, while we're all stuck at home. Oh, so um, look for more Postal Biz Buses in the next couple weeks. And we thank you for listening. And don't forget, you can find us at www.pcc-ct.org. Thank you. <laughs>